Kevin, it's been a minute, <laughs> almost <laughs> three months since our last episode, but we knew that this wasn't going to be a weekly thing, right? No, no, <laughs> no. We knew we were busy, but this is for us just to just to chop it up a little. But this is parenthood. This is what this is what parenthood does. Like you, you, you stop having like normal conversations when you're parents. You start ha- having normal relationships because if you're good at it you know, you're busy and you have a lot of responsibilities at home and it just sometimes, you know, things get a little, little, little choppy. Plus I started a new job. So I had a new job going, had a new baby. So I had my third daughter. Uh, she was about a month preemie, but everything is fine. She's healthy. She came home a couple of days after. So it's just been a little stressful. Yeah. Well, Hey, congrats on the new job, on the new baby. It's awesome. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I forgot. You know, I, I I forgot what the newborn stage is like because um, my daughters are six and four, so I was like out of that stage. They don't sleep, bro. Like it is not. This is no sleeping going on. There's like I'm exhausted. I forgot what that like yeah. feeling feels like. And then now that we have two other ones, it's just like I will say this though. You know how they talk about like the jump like one to two was awful like having one kid to going to two was like oh my god to be honest from two to three it was it's not it hasn't really been that like big of a life-changing adjustment for us like it's like oh yeah we have this yeah and we and and essentially what we've done me and my wife we we took uh she's taking the baby obviously because she's breastfeeding and stuff like that so she has her a little bit more and i've been taking the other two because they're a little older now we can go do things so like we that's how we kind of split up duties right now um but hasn't been as bad one to two was awful i i i you know be, be aware one to two is not fun um but two to three is like oh yeah here's another one it's okay we can figure this out <laughs> yeah it's like we're we're practiced we're good yeah i commend you three children like i, I mean we we struggle with having <clears throat> we struggle with having one kid and you know working and just yeah. trying to find time for yourself to not lose yourself as a person and then having children on top of it you got to keep your house somewhat organized as best you can it's not easy no um yeah i commend you man i yeah all right so uh are you gonna get snipped or what <laughs> yeah we're <laughs> Come done. on we're done yeah. we're done uh my wife had a pretty tough delivery so she it was like a, basically a 48 hour delivery Ooh, um, i remember you telling me about yeah, that yeah. she was a little rough so i think this time we both kind of looked at each other and we're like all right it's time to this is it so and this was a this was a not a this was a mistake it was an oops this third one so um i think the snipping is coming in a in a few months well i will say this i'm looking it up for you right now vasectomy in <laughs> california i don't know where i forget where you live it's um, covered by insurance yeah it'll be covered yeah hey look this guy was 23 got a vasectomy in california so there you go yeah um, I just had to pay for like the initial console. I would you like my vasectomy story, my villain origin yeah, story? Yeah, let's hear it. Well? So shout out to my man, Doctor Slade Rankin, um, for doing it up. So I go, you know, you have to do like the initial consult, and I didn't understand what exactly was going to go into it. I figured like, you know, it was kind of like a, I don't want to say Planned Parenthood type deal, but like you go in and you discuss like the pros and cons right and then he's like all right go ahead and drop your pants and i was like i'm sorry what he's like yeah i have to look at it and i was like oh oh i (laughs) they're all the same (laughs) i thought uh but okay so he looks he's like oh man your tubes look great and i'm like what the what is happening right now so anyway we schedule and blah 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 um did it the week of christmas a couple years ago so yeah there you go that's my christmas present (laughs) But the proceed guys, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it and you're scared, stop being a pussy. It's not that bad. I was in and out in like 25 minutes. Yes, it's awkward. Yes, you feel discomfort. I didn't feel any pain. Yeah. Um, but they do a thing now where they cut a, a portion of the tube out and they carterize the ends of it. When they're carterizing the ends of it, it does feel like each individual leg is getting electrocuted mildly. Mm. It's it's weird mildly. <laughs> yeah but just you know when you're when you're bitching about your nuts just think about what women go through when they give birth to children like you know what i mean you're fine throw a bag of peas on there when you get home you're you're all set and cut and insurance covers it yeah but what so. are the what are the cons like when he went through you with the cons what, what was the number one con 
Um, so I think the number one con that he said is that I could be in permanent constant pain. Oh. But he said it's very rare. Um yeah, and I I wasn't. Honestly, I didn't I didn't even really feel any pain at all. I was just kind of sore. Mm. You know, like I pulled a muscle or something like that. But it's it's really not bad. Like and I know there's so many like so my wife's friend uh Kylie or Kaylee, I don't know how the fuck you say her name. <laughs> She's a basic generic white girl name. Um but I have, some, I have some stories about some Kylie's out there. You know, they're they're out there. They are. Uh but her and her husband Adam are expecting their fifth child. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, Well, I didn't want to get a vasectomy, so I'm having another kid. I was like, you know you can just like pull it out, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that that's proven to work all the time, but it, it is an option. You know, I'm like, dude, just go get it done. It's really not that bad. I will say this. People criticize me a lot for my wife and I to only have a decision to have one child. Yeah. Like, oh, you have to have two. And I go, why? Well, you have to. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> like, that's not, that that's not, an, well, they need someone to play with. Well, she's pretty independent. She entertains herself. Um, or I play with her when I get home, like she has this massive Barbie dream house that I play with her. And like, she likes when I play with her cause I make up different voices for the little mm-hmm. play figures or whatever. But she's starting to get to the point now where she's independent. Like tonight she took a shower by herself at four and a half. I stayed in the bathroom with her and I just hung out and I was reading a book um, just in there in case she needed me for anything. Like she couldn't reach her loofah. It was up too high, but you know, she's getting to the point where she's independent now and it's mm-hmm. just, it's awesome. Although sometimes she's a little too independent. You notice that with your daughters, like they, do they want to get to be a little too independent sometimes? No, my, my daughters are a bunch of dependent bitches, Mike. I had to break to you right now. Like they are, they're a pain in my ass. They're always like, uh, well, you know, I guess my my they're independent at times, but they're they're very dependent on us because they've always been around us. I think, and it's like, um, and my I I don't want to say I struggle, but my wife can sometimes struggle with doing too much for them at times, you know. And so like we kind of fight that it. battle as well. Um, but they are in. It's weird because you don't have two, so they are independent together. But that's when they get in trouble a lot because they do things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah. and so, you know, they feed off one another, but there are times where they can be independent, but they're dependent on us a lot. Like we're having trouble, like, you know, keeping them in bed at night, like little things like that. And it's harder now with three, uh, because you have to, you know, it's just me or whatever the case yeah. may be, but yeah, they, they're dependent a lot on us in terms of, I think, a emotional dependency a little bit. Like my oldest one, she's very like, she's the sensitive one. So she wants us all the time or she's daddy. Like, you know, I just want to cuddle. And it's like, no, you need to go to bed. Like the little things like that. My middle child don't give a shit. She don't care about any of that stuff. But my oldest one, she's definitely like that. Oh, so Cora does this thing like, so when I put her to bed, like Jenna will come up and hang out while, you know, we like all lay in Cora's bed and like I'll read a book. And then Jenna, when I'm done, Jenna goes and Cora wants like a thousand kisses Mm -hmm. from Jenna. And then Jenna leaves and I'm like, hey, can I have a kiss? No, thank you. Yeah. Come on. Like I just want one. It could <laughs> just just the one, just to let me know that you think yeah. I you know it's it's what I I can't but you know, we're also we don't want to be that family. Like I'm sure maybe you do or don't remember this, or you see families doing it where like I'll give you an example. Holidays. Oh, you haven't seen this old bag all year. Go give go give gamma or Mima a kiss and it's like you know you're five and it's yeah. like 94 year old woman you're like oh gross and i actually read an article i remember this you know you should not force children to kiss people if they don't want to especially yeah. girls because then it makes them feel like they're not in control of their own body so we're big on that my brother and sister-in-law give us one so kiss right now go do it right now and i'm like no we're not like that yeah, yeah I like that. And you know, and one thing too that I thought about is like sometimes we'll do it. Guilty of it. It's like, can you mommy, daddy, can you get me this? I'll do it if you give me a kiss. No, can't do that. It's like cause then when she's older, she could think, Oh, if I give this guy this, he'll give me this. And I'm not saying it's the same, but 
It's just these are things yeah. that you have to get into their head now. Shit I never thought I'd have to think about as a father. Yeah. No, you're right on. Um, you're 100% correct on like the... Um, we don't make our daughters like give anybody hugs or kisses or anything like that. And like, you know, even like as they got kind of older, they have some cousins that aren't like the best cousins to be around. And it's funny how like they realize like, Oh, I don't want to hang out with these kids anymore. Like we didn't do that. We didn't say anything about it, but they can tell like their behavior doesn't match what we have, like the standards that we have at home. So it's funny how they do that, but I think it's important to not make them like, do those type of things. Like you shouldn't have your kids like, hugging people that they don't feel comfortable around. Like, and, and that can be family too. Like yeah, that a hundred percent can be family because I think some family members think, Oh, you know, they don't spend time with them and now they want to hug them. It's like, no, you got to create that trust and that bond first. Um, but yeah, it's always like the, I said, we send each other gifts or videos all day on Instagram, but there's always that one where it's like the dad, he's like, I, I uh, making my daughter a five course meal. So your son doesn't think he could just take her to Denny's or some shit like that. But it's true because you don't, you want to hold those standards for like, this is how you're supposed to be treated. Um, especially with girls now that we have that. Yeah. But I will say this, man, why do people got to hate on Denny's? It's America's diner. But one Denny, thing Denny's that is ass. I hate to break it to you. Oh my God, your ass. You and your brown hat are ass, okay? But, you know, one thing that I try to get through, my I love my wife to death. Tomorrow's her birthday. Happy 40th birthday, Jenna. Um, she's not 40. <laughs> she's going to listen to this. She's going to hate me. She's like 30-something. She looks great for her age. doesn't matter. Um, but, like, she, every time we go out somewhere, she wants to go out, like, super nice, super fancy. And it's like, that's, I'm all, I love going out to nice dinners. It's great. You know, you, you go somewhere, you dress up a little bit, you feel, you know, you feel nice, you have a good time, it's great. But like sometimes when it's the three of us, I don't want to take my toddler to a nice steakhouse. No. Because she's not going to behave. She's going to be on her tablet. She's going to get fussy about something. And if it happens at Oak Steakhouse in Eastern Pennsylvania, where you're going to drop $200 for two people, I don't want to ruin the other diner's meals. So I'll go to Denny's, I'll go to Bethlehem Diner. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there, those, those places have their thing. And you know, for me, it's about, I just want to be with my wife sometimes. Like I tell her like, I'll go anywhere with you, but it would also be nice to not go broke doing that <laughs> sometimes. You know what I mean? I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind. Uh, I don't know. Like we don't go out that much. We have three kids, so we have a different budget as well. So like, it's we gotta can't... be really hard for you guys right now, especially with a newborn, well, like yeah. you're homebound right now. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, um, even with two kids, though, like, you know, for us, what we do it, it, to make it easier at restaurants is we order the kids food as soon as we sit down. So like what we do, if we know we're going out, if we go somewhere, we ask the waitress like, hey, we know that this is kind of a pain, but can we just put their food in now so that when they come back and they or make they order our fruit gets ordered, then by the time like we order ours, their food's already coming out and then they can kind of eat while our food comes out and then like then they can just share off of our plates and then that way it kind of limits that wait time. Um, and like you said, when I go Sweet. out, it's less about like us. It's more about, I don't want to screw up other people's like dining experience. So like, that's why I'm not going anywhere fancy. We'll go to a Mexican restaurant where people are laughing and doing all that stuff. Like we're yeah. not doing the, the fancy ones. Like, cause that kills me. Why do more people not think like us? Because you know what? I think it is because I don't want to be the other people and then have my meal ruined by somebody that can't control their children. Yeah. I'll give you an example. So we go to a place called sky zone. It's an indoor trampoline park. Um, we were members there. So, you know, she can go, like every day if she wants. Yeah. And it's in a little mall and there's a pizza place in there, Westgate pizza. So the one day Jenna was doing whatever, I forget what. And uh, I took Cora to jump. It's just what we call it. Let's go jump. And uh, let's like, let's grab some pizza. So I said to the lady, I was like, yeah, I just want a piece of plain pizza for her. And then I'll take two pieces of pepperoni. I'm like, can you put hers in until it's just warm? <laughs> because, you know, if not, you know, you can't give a four-year-old a hot piece of pizza. No. And then it's it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, and one thing I've noticed about having a little girl, they don't know volume control. No. 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 Like, oh, they, my God. They're on their own volume, and they're on their own, they're on their own everything, by the way. Like, that's just, 
that's just who they are. But yeah, I get it. I get the food thing. Um, it, it is it is that. And in my girls, I don't know how how your daughter eats, uh, Cora, but like they are they don't they're very picky. So they don't eat all the time, like everything. So like I usually just split them a meal. Like, all right, you're just gonna split a kid's meal because I know you're not gonna eat it. If you want some extra stuff, you can eat off my fat ass plate. Um, and that's kind of how we do it sometimes. But then you get to the whole like but I wanted this and this and they fight and stuff. So like, we don't go out as much. Like if we, and they will call in. Um, but my wife still makes fun of me cause I've never done DoorDash or like whatever those things are. Like we don't really have those out here in the rural areas of California. So I don't have DoorDash and those type of things. So like, we have to go pick it up and bring it back old school status and call like a pizza place and do that. See, we, we have it. We don't use it because, so somebody gave us a gift card once for Christmas. So we used it. Cause we gift card, but it's, it was, it took forever to get here. Mm-hmm. Like the food was cold when it got here. I'm like, I'll just go pick it up. We have a bunch of places in town that we can pick shit up from. I'll just, I'll go get it. It's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't care. And I, we like, even our local pizza places and the Chinese place, they deliver. I just go get it. Yeah. Like the Thai place down the street um, is amazing. I walk there. As soon as I hang my phone up, I put shoes on. By the time I get there, it's like four minutes away. The food is done. Yeah. And every yeah. time the guy's like, what took you so long? I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I literally just hung the phone up. The food's ready. And it's always great. I love. You like uh, Thai food? I do. I do. It's um, it's actually one of my favorites. And the Thai places around here, like you wouldn't think Eastern Pennsylvania would have good Thai food. But then again, I don't know. I've never had Thai food anywhere else. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, a BYOB place in Bethlehem. It's called Tai Tai. Yeah. Very creative name. Um, but one of our favorite kind of go-to places, just super relaxed atmosphere. Everyone there is friendly. I mean, the portions that you get are dumb big. Like if you eat it all, you're a fat ass because it's, <laughs> but it's, it's good. And they don't, they don't kill you on the price either, which is nice. It's nice like, dude, how are you doing now? Three kids, inflation through the freaking roof, just trying to afford food. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. We, I, so I started my new job. I'm a sister principal now, so like, obviously, we got to raise there. Um, but with inflation, it's not really raised. It's kind of what I was making anyway, a little bit less. Um, but yeah, you know, we we don't eat out a lot, so we save money that way. Food wise, it is it's crazy, but. Um, at least with the baby, she's breastfeed. And so it's not like we're paying they have diapers. We still have some diapers left over and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thing, right? So like my, my two youngest, uh, or my two kids, my older kids, they go to the same school now. So we actually put my middle child in the private school that my older one goes into. So that costs a little bit more, but she's be, she's in preschool, but they allow her to go eight hours a day. And it essentially just made sense to drop them off at the same school and it's easier for the wife. So we're, we're paying a little extra there, but I, uh, but I, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, money wise it's tight right now having a family. Like it's, it's, it's tough out there. And I, I don't know to me, I don't know how people are doing it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have, very, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm fortunate to have a very good job and has very good health insurance and, and we're fortunate to have my mom close to where she can help out the kids and like those little things like that. But it's really it's tough out here right now for us like normal people middle class like you know i don't even know what middle class is even more because i think i saw last study like middle class is over one hundred twenty thousand. i'm like shit i must be poor then because i you know when you're looking at just overall what me and my wife make because my wife's a you know stay-at-home mom um it, it is tough like you know especially with the salary that i'm pulling in uh, it's doable. It's livable. It's like when we were growing up, our parents made it happen. You make it work. It's just, you can't, you can't, you know, it, it, I struggle with this and it's funny you brought this up. So my wife has a friend who I don't think listens to this podcast, so I don't care. Uh, but she, <laughs> uh, she, she has this friend, right. And they're dealing with like money issues and they're talking about having to sell, they're actually having to sell their house because of money issues. And, um, because it is tough. I, I give them that. It's tough. That, that sucks, so. so she came over. Well, hold on. It gets better. So she came over <laughs> and she's like, you know how they do. They talk to my wife. She, you know, complained about her husband, complained about how she has no money, blah, 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 blah. Um, well the next weekend she's on Instagram and you know where she's posting pictures from freaking Disneyland. She took her family to Disneyland and they're spending well, thousands of dollars. And it's like, 
you spent all this time telling us about your money issues and then you go to Disneyland and it's just like which I'm one out. the one by Disneyland LA the one in LA the one in LA okay but still i mean like oh no you're dropping yeah so like i took my so i took my two kids me and my wife and we had the hotel paid for cuz i had a conference there so we just kind of stayed at the conference and then the last two days we went to Disneyland um i mean we you know tickets are you know for four people and she has four just like we did. I mean, you're talking for two days and she was there, I believe, for two days for her birthday, not her kid's birthday, her birthday. I mean, you're talking like two or three thousand dollar trip easily. And then that doesn't even cover like hotel and stuff like that. Do you want to have this conversation, Kevin? What do you think of Disney adults? They're weird. They're <laughs> they're the weirdest people I've ever known. Um I understand liking things, but like I, I don't know. I, I guess this is a good correlation to fantasy football, which we do in our part-time. Are fantasy football weirdos like us weird? Are they like Disney people? Are we just like, are, are we shaming people for the same thing we do? Speaking of which, uh, the dates for the Canton Fantasy Football Expo in 2024 <laughs> have been posted if you'd like to come meet me in person. Exactly. You know, you know I, I see this. Um, there's this one clip that I uh, randomly will just like constantly stumble across on Instagram. And it's this this girl, I would say she's probably younger than us, but you know, definitely not a teenager anymore. So I would say like mid twenties to early thirties. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it says seeing the Disney castle for the first time since COVID. And she walks up, she like breaks down in the middle of the street there. And I'm like, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> like st stop. D and enough. Like, what? There are so many, and my wife wants to take court to Disney and I'm like, you know what? It's going to happen. So I'm just going to act like yeah, it's a great yeah, yeah. idea. But we're waiting a couple years and saving money till she's old enough to actually appreciate it. Um, but I just, I personally could think of much better vacations to do than going to Disney because I know it's really expensive. There's, there's this other woman on Instagram. She wrote a book on the best ways to save money. And I got to try to find her again. I don't follow her cause she's annoying as fuck, but like it's, she's up at like, or something in the morning she works out then she like packs lunch for everybody then she wakes her husband up at like six and i'm like no no this is this is vacation this is yeah. vacation although my vacation this year wasn't good <laughs> so yeah that's what it is no. no i know a hundred percent no I, I i get you there and i understand that it's just disney you know i understand liking things like we have hobbies, but like this isn't like to think of like hobbies like fantasy wise. I could step away. I could not play fantasy and I'd be totally okay. Like I, I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just watch the game. I'll watch football. And honestly, if someone told you you can't watch football anymore, I'd be actually. I'm not like that fanatic about it. I like it, but I, you know, I, I don't need it. Those Disney people, yeah. man, they need that shit. They need the like. They need the the, the magic in the air. I'm like, all I smell is money getting burned and wasted out here. Like it's just like. So we were talking about the fanatical Disney adults and how we could step away from doing fantasy. You know, I'm not going to lie. There have been times recently where I'm like, I should just yeah. not do this anymore. Mm -hmm. like, and I can, I'm, I'm almost at the point like I could not watch football. Yeah. Just be okay. I could just like watch hockey more or something like that. You know what I mean? It's I watch it casually. Um, Yeah. I just, I had really thought about it and it's like, I'm almost at the point now where I feel like I'm doing this for other people, you know, because the, my podcast is a business and people are making money off of it. But I don't know. It's hard, man. I mean, you know, I, you know, it's weird. My, my perspective on it changed after the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Seeing that happen. And now I'm like, when they lost the Super Bowl last year, I was like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. good, good game, Chiefs, you know, but also still, um, if you're an Eagles fan out there, uh, fuck Jonathan Gannon. So, yeah, but still, uh, you know, it's I do enjoy it. But at the same time, I almost like college football more now. Although yeah. these vision realignments are pissing me off. You know, it's it's funny because like so I started like, college football is really like what I like. I, I've always loved college football. I've actually really lost a lot of interest in college football. And I'm not going to really? lie to you. Like I've, um, 
I've been really struggling this season, like getting kind of ready for it. And everybody knows me as like the Debbie guy and the college football guy. Um, but I think it's, yeah, obviously having a third kid, uh, jump that in there and kind of having like kids and stuff, but it's just, I don't know. I, I think the college realignment thing was, is huge for us, uh, for me. Like, I think it's, I think it's, I think it sucks and I hate it. I hate the fact that like the PAC 12 is what's something I grew up on watching. Cause I live out in the West coast is gone as yeah. much as, as much as I think the PAC 12 sucked at times, like it was still a PAC 12 after dark. Me and my friends would be watching it. It's like a, it's like a more of a, it's a thing that we did. Like it was fun and you got to do those things. And like, I, I feel like the pageantry of what makes college football great is kind of gone to where now it's like, they want to make it more of an NFL profit, but the competition isn't good. Like there's not that many good teams out there in college football um, where as the NFL, you get a Georgia Alabama game, every game, like even the worst NFL team is still Georgia Alabama. And I think um, yeah. that's kind of where that, that comes from for me, but no, I agree. Like I, um, I think it's hard. And you, you, you talked about it last episode about you want to make sure you don't lose yourself when you have kids but you almost become your, you, you, it's weird. It's like your kids become kind of your whole life. Like, and especially when you start adding more than one, the two yeah. or three on there, <laughs> like, and you, you go through the needs and like, I, I have found myself almost taking mental notes now of like, okay, how much time did I spend with my kids today? All right. You know, where do, where am I missing out? Okay. Where do I need to go? And what that does is it limits what I can, you know, what I can do elsewhere. And I think it's one of those things is like, you know, what's important to you and where, where's the time going to be for who and what. And, and sometimes you do take a back burner to that because that's what the role we play in life and in call and as dads and fathers and stuff, it's like, Oh, well I can't work out today because I don't have an hour. I don't have 30 minutes to go walk somewhere. Like I got to figure out, okay. I, you know, and, and I think what's happened now is like, I've been trying to exercise more um, to fry mentals and, you know, just to try to stay as healthy as I can. But then if you take 30 minutes away, you're taking 30 minutes away from something. And usually that would yep. be like my content time or this time. And so, you know, prioritizing is very hard to do, especially when you work full-time jobs. My job's pretty demanding. You know, I was telling uh, Mike pre-show something that can't be aired out, but we had a crazy day today. And it's just like, you're dealing with that in your head, you're dealing with all this other stuff. And then, you know, you're trying to have, make sure your family's in, and then your kids are not ever perfect either. Like, you know, I was telling Mike before we got on, my daughter's struggling with a spelling test and she knows the word. She just didn't do very well on it. So like, and then I'm at, you know, I'm at work thinking about that. It's like, do I really care about the five dynasty sleepers in fantasy football or the five Debbie running backs? No, I don't. I care about my daughter passing her spelling test. So I think those things have really kind of affected me the last, this last like six months. No, I get that. And you're saying that about being a family man and holding a large pink crayon in your hand right now. Or It's a pink, it's a pink, yeah, pen, my wife's pink pen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like, you know, people ask me questions and like, oh, I've been trying to get a hold of you. And I'm like, well, I was sitting on the couch with my daughter watching Gabby's Dollhouse. And mm -hmm. I hate Gabby's Dollhouse. I don't hate it. It's, it's, she likes it, so I don't really care. But, you know, I just, I would rather do that. And it's like, I try to get the hell out of work as early as I can every day. I had, mm -hmm. I don't know if I said it on the last show, um, but I had an interview um, yesterday. So I would, and, and look, it's to the point where I just, I'm willing to take a pay cut, which I'd have to do to this, go to this new job, but it is not a physically demanding job like what I do now. So I will come home and not have to take a shower, you know, which yeah. takes time. Um, I, would be home my commute would be nine minutes as opposed to some days it takes me almost 40 minutes to get to work now that school's back in session with school buses on the road um you know like it's just, I, want, I want more time with my little girl that's just yeah all i that's all i want and my, of course my wife too um but it's my, my little girl's only going to be four once. And four is a really fun age, by the way. For those of you, if anyone's listening that doesn't have kids, four is like, she's fun. She's like yeah. a little sassy, but she's kind of independent, kind of dependent. But um, just it's funny. Just the the random questions that kid kids ask. It's like, where, where, like the, so I wear pants to work and then I change into my work uniform. Like today I'm driving her. And she's like, why are you wearing long pants? I'm like, that is the most random, just out of left field question that you could come up with. But that's what they do. And it's just, it's cool, man. I, I love it. 
love her love my wife mm. love just being at home my wife's my- like oh you're introverted i'm like i'm never here yes i'm introverted because i just want to be at my fucking house sometimes <laughs> yeah i think i think there is value that i mean because i i was thinking about it like we pay so much money in our mortgages and stuff to never be home and it's like it's it's, <laughs> it's just like i pay for this house and i me personally i'm never really here because i work you know and like i'm like i'm thinking about it like yeah my wife is here my kids are here um like they have a safe place which is great that's what it is but i'm never here like i don't get to hang out and just sit on the couch and then when i am here you know what we're doing we're doing other stuff outside or we're trying to figure out something that broke or fixing it um, but i always laugh about that yeah you pay all this money for this mortgage and you're never home for it and so like that's why the weekend sometimes i just like the out. like i know this weekend like um everybody's getting sick COVID's crazy right now in the schools like i'm just trying to stay healthy out here just like you know um but i'm tired i'm exhausted i've had you know i've literally worked probably five straight almost 13 hour days like just six o'clock to whatever and just coming home and doing those things and so like this weekend yeah i just want to kind of hang out and like i don't think i'm gonna be on my phone a lot this weekend it's just gonna be me and the the kids and like this is usually a weekend i'm on my phone a lot because it's the opening college football weekend and tweeting and do that stuff but i just don't have the i don't know maybe a couple i'll throw out there and stuff but like you, you it's funny how your stuff changes as you just you got to prioritize time the right way because if you don't you're gonna get divorced yeah, and you would not be able to afford child support right now. <laughs> no, uh, I got to make sure I keep that there. I do have a health insurance policy or a life insurance policy, but it doesn't help if I, if I, you know, yeah, it doesn't work. It's just, it's crazy too, like how freaking expensive every everything is. Hmm. Everything. Everything's going up except our salaries, man. Yeah. It's insanity. So it's funny, we have a, so I, I'm hourly at work. I get overtime. And we have a bonus program. So the, the way the bonus program works is we have to make meet a certain threshold. Shop has to bring in a certain threshold, and then we get a bonus. I'm a manager, so I get the bonus regardless. If we don't hit that threshold, my bonus is just the percentage is lower. And it was $50,000 a month, which for a small three-bay shop in eastern Pennsylvania is actually really good if you make that. Yeah, and then you know we had four techs at the time and a receptionist who had been there for a long time so she knew the system so apparently we were making too much my boss was paying out too much so he upped the bonus to 60 grand a month whatever we were still making it every month then cody left because he got a better job where he made more money cody's my boy i'm in his wedding next month i'm really excited about it um He's not going to listen to this, but Cody's one of my best friends. He's awesome. Um, Cody would go to Denny's with me if I asked him. So fuck you, Kevin. Um, So he left, right? And we didn't replace him. Okay, whatever. Because this is what bosses do. They don't replace people. They just bring in the same amount of work and expect you to just be productive and just do it. And, you know, then you hear things like you're taking care of well here, this job security, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I'm also being run ragged. Yeah. Cody leaves. Patty, the receptionist, leaves. Her husband was sick with cancer. Unfortunately, he has passed away since, but she was being proactive. She knew we don't get health insurance for the shop. She knew she would need health coverage. She's got a new job. She's doing great. We still keep in touch because I've known her for geez, 15 years at this point. So the other day, my boss comes to me and he goes, I think I'm going to have to do something about the bonus program. And I'm like, he's going to lower it as he should because the other guy that works with us, Sam, can't stand him personally but aside from that the slowest worker i've ever worked with i was like yeah what are you thinking expect him to say i'm gonna put it back down to 50 he's like i think i'm gonna put it to 70 and i go whoa hold on a second i can't tell you what to do you're the boss i can only give you my honest opinion on things here it is it's a terrible idea it should have never been kept at 60 when you lost the tech and then when you lost a receptionist who had the system down, blah, blah, blah. It should have went down to 50 then. It's like, I didn't say anything because we were still doing okay, but I was working a lot harder. And I said, really, all you're doing is punishing me because the guy in the back can't be trusted to work effectively and efficiently. It's like, well, you don't understand how business works. I was like, I do. I actually 
have one. Yeah. <laughs> I understand money comes in, it goes out. I get it. Completely understand. It's like, well, I'm going to have to think about this over the weekend. I was like, okay, go ahead. Just do whatever you got to do. But I mean, I'm trying to get the fuck out of there anyway, but I still want to make as much as I can before I go. It's just, it's yeah. shit like that that pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like you hear mm-hmm. about these corporations, especially during COVID, they made billions upon billions of dollars. And like, the, it's, it's where the people So yeah, it's, that's just my thoughts on that. I don't know. So, but like I said, I'm trying to get the hell out of there, spend more time with the fam. So, you know, we'll, well see what happens. Right? We just got to win the lottery, bro. That's what we got to do. We just win the lottery. We got to play. We got to play it to win it. I don't it. play it. Don't, I know. I'm too cheap. I don't, I don't play, play it. it. It's just I used to, and I'll buy a ticket or two when it goes up to like billions of dollars. Yeah. And then. What would you but do? Just, what, you won billions of dollars. Let's say you won like the the mega. And like, what would be the first thing you do? The first thing Disappear? I do? No, don't tell anybody. No, I would take care of my mom. Uh, okay. Found out a couple months back, my mom has lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just give her. It's it's early. It's stage one. She just had a biopsy yesterday. So, oh. um, and her lung did not collapse when they did the biopsy, which was a concern, a possibility. Um, it's good there. She's at home. She's cool just like tired and everything. Yeah. So I get mom squared away and then I would just like pay everything off, but yeah. slowly because they say you're not supposed to pay everything off at once. Like they got credit cards and stuff. I'll pay them off. Fuck it. But then like my mortgage, I would pay like five grand a month on it. Yeah. Or 10 or something like that. And then I wouldn't, I would just, I would quit my fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> I would, here's the thing. I would get another job. But I just like I'm not gonna kill myself there. Yeah. For fifty plus hours a week. And I'm getting older, man. I'm I'm gonna be pushing I'm pushing forty. Like this job doesn't get easier. What would you do if you won the lottery? See, I always go back because I I would always work because I you know, but like I have a buddy who tells me if he wins the lottery, he would just go back to school. And just be like a full time student and just take a bunch of bullshit classes. Like he would just go like to a certain college and just like do that. He's kind of weird like that. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would not do that. <laughs> I, you know, I need to, I would need to work, but it would be nice. Maybe I could spend a little bit more time on like my side business stuff or whatever. And I wouldn't have to stress about money all the time. Um, and I could do that. that. Would be nice. So that's kind of like I, I'd probably do that. Would you stay in this job or would you get? Go back to teaching. I don't know if uh, you could do that less stressful or. I don't know. See, I've always thought about like, would I stay as an assistant principal? Probably not. If I'm being honest with you, like, I don't know if I'd. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of like, you know, stress that you don't really need in your life if you have tons of money. <laughs> I don't think you. It just. I will say this. My job is very rewarding for the right reasons. Like, if you, um, like I, I for everybody out there, I work at a kindergarten through sixth grade school now. I used to be high school. So like, dude, those first and second graders and third graders, they come up, give you a hug. And like like we had water day on Wednesday. And so I was there setting up. They had the fire truck shooting water to these kids. They had over like seven slides. We had a bunch of stuff. And it was a lot of work. I I logged like twenty four thousand steps. And like I'm exhausted still from that day. Um but at the end of it, a bunch of like the little kids came up and like gave me a group hug to get me wet. And like I fell on the ground and they were all having fun and doing that stuff that made it worth it. I was like, ah, oh, this is awesome because that's the kind of stuff that you're here for, giving the memories and stuff like that. Then you have a couple yeah. of days of where you're just dealing with behavior and stress and parents and all that stuff. And you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, what am I doing here? Um, so like I would miss that. I think I, I but I definitely would do some with coaching or something. Some of the key stay involved with kids because I do think being a positive role model helps like it does it is nice to have that like i'll be honest like it is nice to really have that you know when i get those emails from kids like oh you were the reason why i was teaching or you're the reason why i'm doing this now you're the reason why i'm doing this like that's rewarding so like and it's hard to explain to people that aren't in the profession when you get those things um because it makes the hard days easier and when you're when you're going through it but yeah i mean i would definitely do that i would definitely buy some cool shit that i'd now ever buy myself maybe i'll buy some shoes i never buy enough shoes what would you like what would you do a big purchase i mean okay let's assume that you obviously you like pay your house off you pay all your whatever debt you have off that's taking care of you still got a ton of money Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What like what a what would a big purchase be like? Something for you. I don't want to hear like, oh, I'm just gonna buy a new car for the family. What would you buy for yourself? I would buy the best golf simulator in the world to where I can play like courses in my house. Like I would just I buy love- like a golf simulator. Like I I mean, I love golf, but I've always wanted to have like the digital simulators, but not like the cheap ass version of the digital. Like I want a legit like a hundred thousand dollar put me in pebble and make me feel like I'm on the beach kind of simulator. Um, and then maybe a private plane. I feel like having a private plane would be pretty badass. Like, I feel like that is the one thing Like you could just go anywhere. You could just do whatever you wanted. Take the kids go to like, Oh, you want to go to the beach? Let's go to Hawaii. Like, I feel like that would be like my, my nether one big one. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell I just, I don't really buy many big ticket things for myself. Yeah. You know what? It would be nice to like when you go shopping, not have to look for a way to do it cheaply. (laughs) Like, okay, so you guys know how we buy underwear, right? We have the same pairs of underwear for like five or six years. And then when your wife tells you that you need new underwear, you go on Amazon and you try to find the best deal at the best price. And then you buy 30 new pairs of underwear and you throw all your old ones out. And it would be nice to just be like, oh, I have to buy the Gildan because the Hanes are too expensive. It would be nice to be like, oh, yeah, I'll buy uh, 30 pairs of Tommy John. Mm. Or, you know, I I don't know. I've never worn Tommy John, but I hear they're really good. Or something like that. Like, it would be nice to just have that fuck you money. You know what I'd I'd love to buy? I'd love to buy myself a really nice, I don't know how I'd, when I'd wear it, a really nice tailored suit. No. I've always wanted that. I yeah. just, I don't, I wear a suit so seldomly, mm-hmm. you know, it's cause I'm, I'm a blue collar guy right now. So I just, okay. I, we're two weddings this year. One of them I'm in, so I'll be in a tuxedo and the other one I'm going to, I'll wear, I have a, a blue suit, but cause they didn't have the gray one in my size. It's like a child size. I'm like, I'm not fitting in this, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It would just be nice, you know, and I would like, I would love, okay. I would buy myself an infinity. Okay. Because I love infinities and I'm rich enough where I don't have to work on it now. So I don't care if it costs more to fix, but I don't want to work on them myself. So I just, I think they're cool. They drive nice. Uh, They look really good in my opinion. So yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would do, man. Yeah. Shit like that. No, I get it. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've never had, like, I would, it'd be nice. To, I've always wanted a, a 1972 Chevelle. So, like, I might go get a classic car. That get a 70. 70 was the best year with a 454 70? Big Buck in it. Yeah. 72, yeah. they started to get the uh, emissions controls slapped on them real good. The only problem is, for you. California sucks. Yeah, the octane gas that you get out there isn't really high enough, but they sell like those bottles of octane booster. And if you win the lottery, you you can afford it. You're fine. So yeah, yeah, get yourself a classic. But those, uh, so you know, well, if anyone out there wants to buy an old Chevelle or Nova or something like that, the the trunk pans rot out. That's where they mainly rot. So one of the places you got to look at is inside the trunk. Lift the carpet up. Make sure that the trunk panels back there are still good. Oh, look at some... that little car guru, <laughs> little car guru there. Uh, I actually hate, I actually hate working on old cars like that. And it's not the cars itself. For the most part, they're fairly simple and straightforward. It's the people because they watch you like a fucking hawk. Yeah, it's well, they you? hang off of you. Well, yeah, I guess. But if you're trusting me enough to work on it, then you can go chill in the office. Yeah, you know. Like I love when people come in. I'm letting you work on, and then they always name their car. Um, let you work on Susie today, and I'm like, oh boy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The name I've of the car people, thing is weird. I've told people straight up, like, I'd rather work on that Kia over there. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you, because it's more my speed. <laughs> I'm just I don't give a shit. Well, is it hard to um, work on the newer cars now? It depends on what you're doing. No, oh, okay. You know, it's it's. It's like any job. There are things where there, it's easy, it's hard. It it just really depends. Like some of the diagnostic stuff is tough, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's easier. It's computers." It's like, well, you you have a check engine light on, you pull a code up, and that code could mean a thousand different things. Yeah. So it's it's really not as easy as they make it out to be. There, like, I'll tell you what, man. 
Um, I think I know what I'm getting for my next car. I think I'm getting a Hyundai Kona. It's like a little crossover, but they're pretty cheap. All wheel drive. I don't need something big, right? Super easy, super simple. Like when you, you get like these Hyundais, Kias, Mazdas, my wife has a Mazda CX-5, super easy to work on. They're dependable, they're reliable, they're affordable. Like you get into some of these cars, like Volkswagens are garbage. These yeah. Highline cars like Lexus, Infiniti, Toyota's still really reliable. Honda's still really reliable. Although Honda's been having transmission problems for anyone looking for a new Honda, I'd wait like a year or two. Um, it's the luxury cars are a pain in the ass. And I, you know, I hate to even say this, but a lot of American cars suck now. It wasn't like that for a long time, but yeah. I, they're fucking expensive too. Like, My, dude, I was looking at a Chevy Tahoe and it's like starting at 60 grand. I was like, what? My wife been- bought her a, a Kia Nero. So we bought her that and it's been good for her. Like it's, it's been a nice car. And I will be honest, like I knock on wood, my Ford fusion that I've had since 2016, best car I've ever had. Oh, you're going to have to upgrade that buddy. You think so? Well, how are you going to fit three kids in it? No, no, they fit in that car. They don't fit my wife's car. So we had to switch. Uh, So we're having to figure that out, but yeah, overall it's and my, my oldest daughter's almost out of uh, that car sheet stuff, but yeah, that's the car sheets, bro. They suck. I forgot how. I can't wait till they're all in like the booster seats because my oldest daughter's in a booster seat. It's really easy. Just put that seatbelt on. But like, I'm done with car seats. Dude, car seats. We bought three. Um, one for my vehicle, one for my wife, and then one for my mother-in-law because she would help. Yeah. Transport car around, and I mean that was like it was like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, dude. Very expensive. What the? And Jenna's like, we have to get a good one. I get it. But they expire. Like, do you know they expire? I do know that they expire. And yeah. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Which is bullshit. Because, you know, our parents were dragging us around in like a freaking like, you know, a 10 year old car seat that they got like hand me down from three different people. Well, I remember and I'm a little bit older than you. I'm not that much older than you, but we're still of the same era. Like when I was out of a car seat. My dad didn't even give a shit if I wore a seatbelt. No. I was like, yeah, just sit back. Like, we had a station wagon, and I would just chill in the back oh, yeah. behind the back seat. And I would just, like, lay back there and play with toys or whatever. And it was just, that was just how it was, man. It, it was definitely a different time. Yeah. No. Also, this Kia Nero looks like it is the Kia version of the Hyundai Kona, for the record. I don't know. So we got it for $28,000 new and it gets 50 miles of the gallon. So that's why we got it. That's what I'm talking about. Like I, my, I have this, a Mercury Mountaineer that was given to me by my in-laws and I was looking at the mileage miles per gallon. I was getting, I was like, it's pretty bad. I haven't tuned it up in a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to do a tune up on it. So I threw some plugs in there, air filter, fuel filter. I'm like, all right, we're good. Let's do it. And it got, it's getting worse fuel mileage now. I'm like, what the, <laughs> What the fuck? Like, how does that happen? It went uh, down almost a mile to the gallon. I'm like, I, but you know what? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna ride that out until Cora goes to kindergarten, because then yeah. I won't be driving as much in the morning. Uh, Just yeah. So another year, I'm gonna take another year to save and let the mercury get beat up. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just I'm like I let cars just ride into the dirt, baby. And we got kids and stuff. We can't we can't be buying new cars all the time. I don't know how people afford to buy new cars every like two or three years. It's crazy. They lease them. The, yeah. They, we did the lease to own for Jenna's car, and that was the only way we could afford it. We were in the process of saving for a car, and then somebody pulled out and T-boned her. So unfortunately, we had to get her a car a year before we wanted to. But the good thing about that, the blessing in disguise there is, it was about four months before COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't pay the elevated prices that people did during COVID. Like, I still don't understand during COVID, like people were like, I need to buy a new car. I need to buy a new house. I'm like, what do you, what do we, why, why is everyone like, oh, let's buy a car. Let's buy a house. What? Yeah. That, that to me, that always made no sense. And it's like, there's a housing shortage. I'm like, aren't they building new ones all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening what is what is going on man it's just 
I yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't know. So yeah, that's that. So you'd buy an old Chevelle. I'd buy an Infinity. We'll race. Who do you think will win? Mm, you'd probably win. You probably have more experience there. I'm just I'm just happy neither one of us said we'd buy a new wife. No, I'll just upgrade the one I got. <laughs> I'll send her back home to live with her mom. <laughs> my 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 mother-in-law would love that. Oh yeah. So they do every year they do a yard sale in um the little community community like uh what's it called? Cul-de-sac that they live in. Yeah. It's pretty big. Like we always like Cora always ends up finding like these really cool toys there to play with in the car and it's like a dollar two dollars what i'll i'll spend two bucks on some shit um but like we were selling stuff this year so jenna and cora stayed over there the night before so that they didn't have to get up early yeah and debbie my mother-in-law freaking loved it she's like oh you guys could do this every weekend and i was like no <laughs> and i showed up it was great like i woke up late and then i just like made coffee i just made myself breakfast I didn't get there till like 10 o'clock and it was brutally hot that day too. Yeah. It was awful. It was one of those like East coast days where it's in the nineties and like stupid humid. Um, and I kept like trying to hang out out there and I'm like, you know what, guys, I can't, I'm sitting inside. I work in this crap in the <laughs> shop. Everyone here either works in air conditioning is a toddler or retired. So, um, it was great. I went to go get pizza. For everyone, I came back, ate inside, and then I took a two-hour nap on the couch. Nice. It was so it was a good yard sale, and I think we made like seventy bucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are always the good days, right? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Kevin, My. do you have anything else you want to touch on? I think no. you're tired. I see some yawning over there. No, I said we're back. We're back, and we're gonna be kind of. We're gonna try to do this more regularly as the NFL season kicks off, and we're gonna. We're going to try to keep it going, but we're, we'll be diving into this stuff. We appreciate everybody out there that listens to us. Well, 31 total downloads as of right now. All right. We got a little yeah. bit then. There you go. We'll give, give the people <laughs> an applause. So, all right, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to let you take us out. How's that sound? All right. We appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us, old men here, talk about our, our lives and, and the problems that we got. But we'll be back and, and we'll be, you know, diving into, you know, fatherhood, husbandhood, whatever the heck we want to call it um, on the next one. See you guys.